Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. I am joined as always by Tim. Mm. Wonderful for an audio podcast, Timmy. <laughs> uh, yes. It's Welcome. visual too. It's, well, yeah, but people listen to the audio version, don't see the visuals. Yeah, but the people that see the visuals don't listen to the audio version. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to hire like a sign language person in the corner? Do, do, Wait, you, know? you think the people that watch it on YouTube actually have the volume on? <laughs> Wait, are you saying they're watching it for our charming good looks? Mm, that's a, a much more gentlemanly way of putting it. Mm. Hunks? We're hunks? Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Sexy boys? I don't Sexy know. boys, yeah. Well, that was the original name of the podcast. But <laughs> Sexy boys after midnight. Uh, welcome, everyone. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a movie, and we talk about it. It's really quite that simple. And coming up today, we are, we're still working through 2021 movies that, that, that deserve to be discussed. And today, we are working on an M. Night Shyamalan film. Of all mm-hmm. things, we are going to talk about Old, which is the film that came out from him last year. And Joe, you know what's so funny is that I've been porting over old episodes to the movie channel, right, to Mail Fuzz Movies, because that's mm-hmm. where the Screams After Midnight lives now. And that's what's right. so funny is that I just ported over Split. Uh, that is funny. Which came a week after Bye Bye Man. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up <laughs> is because at the end of Bye Bye Man, and that was so terrible, and it was like the third bad movie in a row we'd done, I said something to the effect of we've had a shit streak of movies and our only hope now is M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> to save us. And surprisingly, with Split, he kind of did. Sure, yeah. It was, it was a pretty good movie. It wasn't perfect, but it was pretty good. So, <laughs> here we are today to talk about old. <laughs> and we'll see if Shyamalan has done it again. I suppose I could the premise. I was going to ask Tim the question, but I'll give the the basic premise. There's a beach that if you go to it, it will age you very, very quickly. That is the, the premise of the film. And a bunch of people get trapped there and they're aging and there's lots of wacky effects as a result of that. We'll talk about that. We'll obviously start spoiler-free. We'll give you a warning before we get to spoilers. But I am not going to delay this question any longer. Mm. Tim, how yeah. do you feel about old? Well, I mean, uh, you might as well just call me John Locke because I love this mysterious island. Um, <laughs> actually, I mean, uh, maybe I, I'm being uh, <laughs> a little uh, over overhyped. Um, yeah, maybe I wouldn't say I loved it, but I actually did uh, like it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, you know, I, maybe this is controversial, but I don't know. I like M. Night. Like, I... I'm, obviously i'm not saying every movie he's done is perfect i mean that's far from it uh but i do think he is a, a very very interesting director and he you know takes big swings and um the, the there's a couple i haven't seen like i haven't seen avatar or after earth <laughs> or like uh you know the first like one or two yeah. like non-horror stuff that he did but uh like all the horror stuff he did obviously some of it is very bad but like still i, I think it's interesting both in watching and discuss i'm not not going to do it but this is the point where i would inter intercut a little clip of you talking about the visit and how much you despise oh i hate the visit (laughs) (laughs) no i I mean i absolutely hated that one at least there at least like i remember it and there's something more to it than 
you know, just some generic thing that, that I forgot or whatever. That's um, true. You remember that poop scene? <laughs> uh, it's mostly the rapping that I, I remember that gives me nightmares. <laughs> that goddamn annoying kid rapper. Uh, and hey, there's a rapper in old too. Uh, so he's, I don't know. He's, maybe... not a, he's not a kid. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was the day before. Maybe he was. <laughs> but... <laughs> we um. Yeah, uh, so I would say I, I think this is a uh, a pretty effective movie. Uh, honestly, I uh, I don't I don't think it's perfect. Uh, there's you know some of the I think usual problems uh, that come with an M Night joint, which uh, you know I, I think a lot of it has to do with you know a lot, sometimes like some of the dialogue and uh, stuff just feels a little stiff, a little <laughs> robotic. But I do think he does like shoot stuff very well like i, I don't know I, I like the way he composes a lot of his shots like there's a lot of stuff with the way the camera is kind of going back and forth or how you know he'll I, I think he's a very patient director like there's a lot of um stuff that he kind of waits to show you uh, and then i think the payoff is usually uh pretty good and um yeah I, i'd say it's a tad uh too long and um there's some stuff at the end i'm not crazy about uh i wouldn't say there's like a twist so much in this but more i guess just the kind of general explanation of yeah yeah i would say there's a twist in this either not not in the same way that he normally has twists yeah uh but once you do kind of get i guess like that revelation or what when you find out why stuff is going on i don't really care about it that much i I guess it's not bad but just didn't really feel like uh, i needed it uh but i will say the the horror in this i i did actually feel is pretty effective and i mean i, I don't know <laughs> if you feel this way but i guess maybe me being at this like <laughs> certain age that i am like you know getting older is something that is starting to you know <laughs> affect me more and i'll wake up and have aches and pains and like you know i gotta start thinking more about you know my diet and all this crap uh and it sucks and like i don't know getting uh you know older is scary like you know not everyone is going to be chased around by some guy in a hockey mask in the woods. But, you know, everyone does uh, get old. I mean, I guess if you're Benjamin Button, you do it in reverse or whatever. But, you know, generally, like most people, <laughs> they do age. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think that is, a, you know, there was some stuff they was tapping into in this one that I felt like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, it hit me. And, you know, I, I don't want to go into until we get into spoilers, but there was something in this movie that I actually found incredibly uh, affecting um especially <laughs> given my situation I, I don't i just won't go more into it than that but like uh yeah i mean that's geez, a Buddhist, uh, yes yeah <laughs> of course uh but no i actually thought um you know i i was surprised uh because i think i'd heard some good things but i don't know if i was expecting uh that much but by the end i was like yo that's pretty good i love good how you, i love how in the middle of that you sort of like just in case you offend anyone who doesn't happen to age you'll just you'll say that most people age <laughs> not everyone yeah i mean well i mean god damn it i mean you always have to have that one annoying person in the comments like well actually i took a pill and i don't age so screw you guys one star it's like oh, come on <laughs> That's very close to some comments <laughs> we've had in the past i agree uh no I, yeah so you, you said that you'd heard some good things. I'd heard some good things. I'd heard some bad things. I, I would go as far to say that this was extremely divisive uh, when it came out. I, I, I heard extreme at both ends. I heard people who loved some things about it, hated some things about it. And one of the things you said there about the, the direction and the camera work is that you know, that's something that I think dates back to all of M. Night's early movies. I, like, mm. 
you know, Unbreakable is my favorite M Night film, and I, I love that film too. It's not a horror movie, obviously, but like I, I have like like poured thoughts over that film and t- as far as far as the the direction and how he, like, the scenes tell the story and I, I think it's exceptionally well directed um and i see glimpses of that in, in the movie like this i see like the way the camera will linger on something and not reveal the key detail and here it's a lot of like not showing it's like you know the kids have probably aged but they're, they're hiding it a little bit until it's time to really show it kind of thing and there's, there's a lot of that going on um can I say one thing oh. about that real quick? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So I was watching this at home, and uh, generally when we watch stuff, we usually have the uh, subtitles on just because, you know, we're old and sometimes we don't always <laughs> hear stuff and, and everything. Uh, so the subtitles do kind of ruin stuff because, yeah, when they're not trying to show stuff, but like a character is talking like in parentheses with, with the subtitles, it will say older voice. That's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. But uh, it really, what they need is is, is they need um, like, and some some they sometimes offer this actually because what what you're essentially describing is the hard of hearing subtitles where it'll give you extra little bits of details for people who actually can't hear it. Uh, what you need is is like vanilla subtitles that is just the dialogue. Okay. Yeah. you know, presented for you. Uh, but they don't always offer that. They tend to just, well, ah, people can just use the harder hearing ones. And you can, but there's these little bits yeah. that's like, yeah, I don't need to see it saying the door creaks. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, did I like the movie? This is kind of what I was building up to, right? Uh, this is where I was going with this. Um, I, I kind of did. Uh, I, you know, I, I like the premise. It's kind of mm-hmm. the, uh, the gimmicky premise that I really enjoy. Not everything yeah. that comes from the premise necessarily pans out. There's a, because I, I think there's some stuff in this that's intentionally very funny. and <laughs> But there's also some stuff that's unintentionally very funny. And mm-hmm. we'll maybe talk a little bit about that. Uh, I actually also agree about the ending in that I like, there's like 10 minutes extra at the end. I'm like you're over explaining this like if you yeah. just, if you just cut to like a credits like 10 minutes ago yeah. it would have been more effective i think uh, mm-hmm. I, I i almost think that's like a like a victim of like people you know the audiences want things explained they want it to be like completely clear crystal clear whereas i'm like a bit of ambiguity i think would have maybe even helped uh some of this towards the end but you know who must get really mad about this is like the people that make those YouTube videos, like uh old ending explained like, <laughs> like oh god damn it <laughs> <laughs> they already explained it in the yeah movie. It's like, oh, that was my job <laughs> yeah i mean they still do it though you see you see those video oh, yeah. titles for like the avengers ending explained <laughs> what was what did you not understand <laughs> what was hard to get <laughs> they saved the day yeah <laughs> the shatari fell the Avengers stood tall. Loki was in prison. It was easy peasy. You know, spoilers, I guess, for the Avengers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the ending kind of goes too far in over-explaining things and, like, you know, putting too much of a neat bow on everything. Uh, and we'll talk about that, obviously, when we get to it. But I um, I like the general vibes. I do think the direction's maybe the strongest part of it. There are some nitpicks to be had about, like, you know, they're supposed to be continuously aging at this rapid rate, but it kind of feels like, oh, they kind of, they kind of pause for a bit. Because, like, you know, they switch yeah. actors for the kids at a certain age, and it's like, okay, well, they're going to stick with them for a while, and it, it doesn't necessarily feel that they're gradually, continuously aging, necessarily. But, like, that was always going to be a problem with this premise, is that how do you reliably show that consistently throughout the whole film? Um, sure. I'd even say, like, some of the middle-aged characters, like, it takes too long before they start to, like... 
you know, show wrinkles or grey hairs. I'm like, it feels like it should have been quicker than this. But, you know, these yeah. are nitpicky little, like, if you, if you just go with the flow, accept that, and enjoy kind of the, the situations that arise because of the rules of this speech. Because you know I love rules, Tim, and there's rules to this yeah. speech. Mm-hmm. And Indeed. as they learn what those rules are, and they're kind of like just having to start to believe the unbelievable, uh, there's some fun to be had, there's some interesting character dynamics there but mm-hmm. there, there is also st- there is stuff that's kind of wild and some of it ends up being kind of unintentionally <coughs> funny and we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about that as we, as we get into it but i would generally say though that i enjoyed this the suspense i enjoyed the teasing of what was happening and the characters realizing things and i enjoyed the majority of the movie uh for for both good and bad reasons and it's really just the ending that I think, like, I was just kind of like, ah, I don't need this, like, this is just too much. But we'll get yeah. we'll get to that when we get to it. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm really digging this. To me, it kind of feels like a, uh, like a third wave of M. Night's career. Like, you know, <laughs> I feel like, you know, he, his, the first third, you know, he had a couple of, like, you know, really solid movies. Everyone, like, seemed to be really impressed. And then he has this kind of middle section where just everything was getting panned and, like, that's kind of where you just, you start to get the like, oh boy, another you know, M. Night Shyamalan movie, like, ugh. like you know, where you start dreading it. And then, you know, these la- this last couple of years, like, I, th- I feel like everything has been, like, not everything is like raving, like, oh my God, like masterpieces. But, you know, it, it seems like he's kind of gotten his groove back where he's maybe, I don't know, embracing the schlockiness like a little bit more. And, mm. you know, the, the stuff has been like, Again, I didn't like the visit, but um, yeah, I don't think I like. I think that's where it started, though. I mean, as much as being oh, not yeah, super yeah. big on that, I think that was him saying, "I'm going to do smaller movies. I'm going to do low budget movies. I'm not going to do the big sci fi weird epic with Will Smith and his son. I'm going to do <laughs> something smaller." And you know, if, if anything, for me, he's been fifty fifth because Glass was kind of like I like some things about Glass, but it was it was yeah. disappointing. It was you know it was nothing compared to Split, and it was definitely nothing compared mm-hmm. to Unbreakable, which I do think is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I would say this is like I think I like Split more than this. I think Split is something I like more as a serious movie. But I yeah. I would say this is like you know another solid movie from him. Like I I I will be ha- I will happily rewatch this. I had fun with it. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's so yeah, you're right. It's a weird career, and the you know he's got mm-hmm. like Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Most people still dig signs. Village is where people started to kind of really get divisive on him. Um. And Maybe then, controversial, but I kind of like the village actually. But I did at the time, but I've not seen it since like two thousand six. So I mean, that's true. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not going to like make any grand statements. <laughs> Lady in the Water, everyone kind of agreed. Though it feels like he's kind of losing yeah. touch here a bit. Uh, <laughs> although the music by James Newton Howard is very good, if nothing else. I mean, if that's mm-hmm. any consolation to anyone. But then he did the happening, and that was the <laughs> oh no, he's a joke people's now. breaking point <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a joke now and much like you i have not seen the last airbender i have not seen it after earth but they were both just absolutely torn to shreds yeah i, I mean i'm just trying to think of what else we could talk about before we go into spoilers because i mean it is very you know it's very very premise heavy once you get into it you yeah. start building up all the characters and they, and they all reveal things and, and so on and so on mm-hmm. um you know, and you know, some of the dialogue is a bit still. I mean, you said that, as, like the the young boy, the six year old, he is intentionally written to have this really smart dialogue that no six year old would ever say. Yeah, and it's, it's a little funny in places. He has this thing where he asks people uh, like their the profession and like where they're from, and mm-hmm. but he comes out with lines like I think at the start the parents are talking about the fact that the daughter's singing, 
and she then she then she gets like embarrassed and stops singing and he says something like oh you took the spontaneity spontaneity away from her something i'm like (laughs) what what the hell no sexual like talks like this uh and then there's a couple of he he talks something about having mortgages at one point and i'm like a six-year-old does not know what a mortgage is stop this yeah (laughs) uh but aside from that, though, like there's a lot of smart things in the script. Like that that opening scene when they're on the bus on their way to this resort that they're going to, like there is like it sets up the themes of the movie where the you know the, the mom says something to the effect of you know I can't wait to hear what you sound like when you're older singing because you know you're going to grow into it and you're going to be this great singer. And they have this like conversation to this to the effect of no you know, stop thinking about the future let's live in the now. And it's like, yeah, yeah, don't wish your kids are going to grow up too quick because, yeah. you know, foreshadowing. But it, because it's like a, because it's a sort of conversation that a lot of parents have, and that's that mm-hmm. kind of comes up when you're talking about kids, it kind of felt natural to me. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. But it neatly fit into the themes, obviously, that they're setting up for the movie. And I'm not going to say mm-hmm. everything they set up is, is, like, smooth. Some of them are a little bit forced, a little bit clunky, but mm-hmm. uh, this, this felt smooth to me, was was bringing up these, these ideas. Uh, so... Yeah, and then I feel like, you know, it's something that if you go back and rewatch, I feel like there'd be little stuff that maybe you might pick up on uh, on a second viewing that, like, oh, okay, I see how they're setting this up or that up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think we'll just, we just have to give the spoiler warning because I, I'm not sure how we talk we about must. any more of this without, mm-hmm. so... Spoilers from this point on for old, you have been warned. So, we're just your main family. Uh, obviously, parents, mm-hmm. we have two kids. We got a, a six-year-old boy, and we got like a well, 11-year-old girl, I think, was the was the age. 11 or 12, something along those lines, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we have the parents who we find out early on are actually going to be separated, and this mm. is like, they're, they're trying to have this trip without telling the kids, so they have one last happy vacation with their parents mm-hmm. before it all comes crumbling down. <laughs> and our hearts inside. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't actually quite the lyrics, but I, I just I, I saw it went into Hulk Hogan lyrics there for a second. <laughs> but the lyrics are when it comes crashing down at hearts inside, not crumbling down. So wait, the Hulk Hogan lyrics? Yeah, he's to his theme song. Oh, okay. <laughs> when it comes crashing down in a hearts inside, is the first okay. lines of his song. <laughs> Did he sing this, or is this like... No, this no, when... no, 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 okay. no. So someone else sang this is This is what you used to enter to the ring with. Like, gotcha, okay. Right. <laughs> because the chorus is, I am a real American, fight for the rights of every man. Some, uh, some, some. Okay. Yeah. Is, it, was that the same music they use in It's Always Sunny? They did. The that, that's that's okay. what they used, yes. <laughs> Di DeVito was posing to Hulk Hogan's music. I love that you remembered that from me saying the chorus. <laughs> but yes uh so we're just to the the family and we also find out that the mother has a benign tumor uh she's been told there's nothing to necessarily worry about right now but it is there uh we find out that she's a, a museum curator and uh the, the dad's in insurance which is not that relevant but so, some other jobs do come up that are quite important and her museum curation is important because she's able to kind of like you know ballpark guess like you know remains and things yeah. like that <laughs> You know, I I mean, maybe you can um, refresh my uh, memory in, in case I'm forgetting something. But mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think he says he's an actuary, which means he kind of like assesses like how risky, like, you know, 
a client or you know, yeah. customer or whatever it is. So I, I feel like uh, that would come up more because it's like obviously you're in a d- dangerous situation. So you have this guy whose job is to assess risk. So yeah, you know, I, I thought maybe he might like like obviously he's in a situation where you know he doesn't know a lot of stuff, but uh, it didn't really seem like that kind of came much came up much or anything. No, no, because obviously there's other characters we. Uh, Rafa Soul's family, we're interested to them. He's a doctor. He's got a very young wife <laughs> that's much younger than him, uh, who you might remember from the Neon Demon. Uh, oh, okay. Or Lovecraft Country uh, as well. Mm. But uh, she is less, you know, the young trophy wife. They've got a young daughter who's like six. Uh, and they're also there with, I think it's his mother. Yes. Uh, you yep. know, the old lady. And obviously, you're because if you know the premise of the movie going in, you see the old lady and go, "Well, I know who's going first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like her time, like she's already so close. And then there's another couple that were introduced to, where the husband's a nurse and the wife's a therapist. We kind of get interested in the idea that the that the wife in this couple she takes seizures, mm-hmm. uh, so they all have like so at least one person in every group has a medical condition. It's not clear what the the doctor's family is at first, but then as the movie goes on, it's just like no, he has a mental condition. Uh, he's yeah. starting to lose it's like, it. Yeah, it's like a, like early onset uh, dementia or something. Yeah, and it obviously gets worse as the movie goes on. Uh, they run into a character who's already at the beach. Uh, this rapper that was previously mentioned, yeah. uh, mid-sized sedan. Yeah, he's got uh, a, a blood condition, something to do with clotting. <laughs> Uh, and there's a woman whose body turns up dead uh, who had MS and so it's like okay there's all these people with mental conditions that obviously feeds into like why they're chosen and why they're lured to this Mm. because you know they are lured like the the owner of this compound like recommends this like private spot to them and like has has M. Night Shyamalan drive them to the beach yeah the director literally brings them there (laughs) (laughs) and then he spends the rest of the movie filming them from afar yeah (laughs) which is very with a sniper rifle. <laughs> or it's like a sniper lens, yeah, he's got. I thought he literally had a gun in case they were trying to escape. I don't think he needs one because there was no way to escape other than one, you know, well, the, loophole. That, well, that's what I, I thought is okay, that yeah. in the end, if they popped up, you know, from there, that he might have to do that. I don't think I noticed I a gun, but maybe there was one. I just didn't notice it. I, but I thought it was just the lens he was looking through, but... Could have been. You may be right. I, <laughs> I don't recall. Uh, but yeah, so they get to the beach. It's, you know, it, it gives you a sense of their, their, their relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young boy befriends the nephew of the owner of the place, which is important oh, for yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but once we're on the beach, though, that's where the movie really starts to click because that's where it starts to like slowly reveal its premise. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is pretty fun. You know, simple little things like, uh, like the the young boy's like trunks, like because you know, they're in the beach, so he's only wearing trunks, and yeah. like he's, he complains they're too tight, and his mum looks at that. Don't be silly. They're, they're, they're brand new, and she goes to like sort of like, put her finger in to sort of like loosen them a bit, and they are like really tight. Like the idea that he's <laughs> grown and like they they are going to eventually just burst because he's getting big. <laughs> um. And obviously this is a problem with the daughter as well. She eventually mm-hmm. sort of gives her her own bathing suit when she's like teenage sized. But like these are the first hints uh, and the dead body of course is the big first like, oh, this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, like it's, it's hard to remember the exact sequence of events here, but like ultimately they discover that they can't leave because if they try and walk back through the uh, the little cave system mm-hmm. that got them down here, they black out. They just get like a, mm-hmm. a, a, 
a headache and blackout. It's like a almost like natural defense mechanism. Yeah, and uh, well, they they actually have like a very uh scientific way of explaining it, which is like a you know similar uh you know to you know if you're diving like you can't mm. go up to the surface too fast because of the differences in pressure i guess kind of the differences in your cells between rapidly aging and not like which like cause you to pass the, out which just like the deep house you mean yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no i mean the, the one thing that made me obviously not all of this makes that much sense it's like it's good enough for a movie <laughs> i will yeah. say the one that made me roll my eyes is it, it felt like there, there was a line of dialogue when they started realizing wait this is what's happening to us someone says why aren't our hair hair and nails growing it's you know <laughs> a silly rate and like they just have to come up with a reason why, like quickly, because like we can't do deal with that. So let's just yeah. have a reason why that's not happening and just go with it. It's yeah, it, it's like a little explainy, but I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's where all the other elements come into it and like how it operates. Where, like, like I say, the the camera work when it's sort of like hiding the kids' faces because you realize like oh they're pr- they're probably aging. And like the parents, like because they've been like talking about the fact that this dead body's washed up on the beach of this woman, mm. and they're debating all that. You know, they spend like half an hour, maybe twenty minutes away from the kids, mm. and then when they see their kids again, it's like, oh shit, I don't recognize yeah. my children because they have aged so much. Yeah, uh, like who are you? And it's like it's it's me, your son. <laughs> yeah, so that stuff is honestly pretty entertaining, um, <laughs> and I think the camera work does a lot to sort of keep it nice and mm-hmm. mysterious and tense in places and, and there's like a one kind of like sequence of events where that everything's getting really chaotic and like you know i think the mom is like like having some problems and and like then like yeah like you know the kids are aging and i think that's when when they discover the dead body or, or something uh and the camera's just kind of going back and forth between all these people and like you really feel like the anxiety because it's like so much going on and it's kind of like hard to like focus like all right well do we want to talk about what's going on over here or like oh crap like we need to pay attention over here yeah like, everyone's sort of like chiming in with what they think's important right now and mm-hmm. it's like there's no control to the chaos everyone's just starting to freak out yeah there's a lot of good mm-hmm. i think that's what, what it does well is kind of the natural build of everyone realizing what kind of serious problem they're, they're having and mm-hmm. uh like just just that yeah, that realization is just is fun to like watch unfold, yeah. and yeah, so that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, the medical stuff comes into it though. You you've got like uh, this tumor like that she has grows and she eventually collapses and like um, now I don't know if you can literally just cut a tumor out <laughs> like it, this. I mean, I guess uh, maybe uh, a temporary solution, but yeah, it feels like you would probably need a little bit more. Well, this is the weird thing. They establish... Uh, one of the first things that happens with the Doctor, with Rufus Sowell, is that he slashes the rapper's face with a pocket knife. And yeah. this is him starting to lose it, and he's getting, like, really paranoid, p- possibly racist as well. Let's, let's throw that on the table. I'd say definitely yeah. racist. Because <laughs> um, he starts saying, oh, he was going to rob stuff from my house. And I'm like, we're on a beach, yeah, dude. Like, like, what are we talking about? He's like, I thought he was going to attack us. And it's like, he's literally just standing there. <laughs> uh, but he, he slashes him in the face. And when the guy pulls his hand away, like the cut stopped bleeding and it's already a scar. And so they, yeah. they, they all effectively have like Wolverine healing here yeah. <laughs> because all the cuts just heal really quickly. And so, so maybe you could argue that this works better than it otherwise would because our body is going to heal like super quick or something. <laughs> that would have been funny if someone was just like, 
hey, I wonder if like I cut off my hand if it'll just grow back. <laughs> and then they cut yeah. off their hand. <laughs> yeah, so let's not go do that now. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of these things that was almost a little unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm was when so the doctor's like doing this operation and okay well part of this is intentionally funny because this, this is where he starts doing this thing where he's about to cut into her to perform like this like you know weird amateur state well he's not amateur he's a surgeon but this weird <laughs> like you know makeshift surgery and just before he's about to cut into her, he goes hey uh, i'm thinking of a movie Jack Nicholson and, and Marlon Brando were both in it because anyone know what that was and he just like, starts trailing <laughs> off and it was really making me laugh and it's later on when another big tragic thing happens, right? Which we'll get mm-hmm. to. But as this really dark tragic thing happens, and everyone's running up to them, and everyone's like really concerned and watching in shock and horror, and he's in the background, just goes, "Guys, can we focus on what's important here? What was that movie <laughs> with Jack Nicholson <laughs> and Marlon Brando?" And it made me laugh so much. <laughs> and you know, it's, he's just, he's got mental illness. I shouldn't be laughing at this, mm. but it really made me laugh. And maybe it was just his delivery. I don't know, but it cracked me up. But I think that's intentionally kind of funny. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. And it, and it's kind of like funny, like especially the first time because you know I I didn't necessarily pick up right away that that's what was happening mm. so like it, it makes sense later on but the first time it's kind of like that's kind of weird like <laughs> what's going on yeah because because we, we know that the only thing we've heard so far is that he's under some stress and that's why they're on this yeah. vacation mm-hmm. uh but obviously it gets clear that he's losing it as the movie goes on mm-hmm. uh but one of the things that happens here that i think is a little unintentionally funny is that so he cuts the stomach to like do this operation to pull out the tumor and it just immediately heals <laughs> right and it's like oh that's a bit unfortunate so we get this weird scene where four people are actually like holding this wound yeah. open with like their fingers and i'm like this feels really unsanitary i'm just going to throw that out oh, there. absolutely yeah <laughs> so but he pulls out this this tumor but we see a tumor come out of her stomach and it's at this point in the movie where i'm like this movie's kind of wild big yeah too. oh yeah, it was huge yeah this yeah. movie's kind of wild like it's doing some yeah. like insane stuff and it does actually because I, I think it's maybe during this is it during this where the two six-year-olds are, who are now like early teens are together in the tent? It might, is it during it might this? Probably because that's when like no one's paying attention to. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're 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 taken like further away, and because they're they're told to like leave. So it's when the mum's like starting to get sick, where it's like you know they say no, go and play somewhere because like this is you know too scary and like mum just needs to rest for a bit. But we cut to them lying in the tent and they're just kind of staring at each other and they're talking about how okay they're bigger now and it's hiding their faces so we get the sense that they're a bit older again but it's like mm-hmm. they're saying how oh, we're all i'm also thinking differently like i'm feeling things that are different and i'm like oh no yeah. the, the libido is <laughs> starting to come in and this is the thing like this concept is a little bit almost silly but at the same time you think about it like if you took someone who had the mind of a six-year-old and suddenly mm-hmm. gave like two i mean actually in this case get two people who were six-year-old right and both had the minds of a six-year-old and you suddenly gave them like the sex drive of a 14 year old or whatever oh, Jesus. right yeah. <laughs> and they were left alone and no and because keep in mind like neither of these kids presumably has ever had a talk about sex or really sure. knows anything yeah. about it they're just talking and it's, it's, it's getting kind of intimate and the, the, the arms are kind of around each other but you don't really see anything obviously <laughs> and then it's like later on where the, everyone's coming back up to the tent and like they walk out and she's hungry and he's not and i'm like wait a minute why is she hungry <laughs> and sure enough they, they come up to them and like she's pregnant she's like months pregnant and it's i'm like oh man this is hilarious 
<laughs> kind of. You know, like, 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 like there's a schlocky element to it. I mean, it's kind of interesting totally, in, a, yeah. in a genuine way, but also pretty schlocky as well at the same time. For uh, sure, yeah. But I, I love that she's, even though she's pregnant, she just thinks she's gotten fat because yeah. she doesn't understand. <laughs> she doesn't understand, like, you know, how babies are made, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, re- really insane stuff. And she gives birth like, I don't know, like 20 minutes later whatever it is about that yeah <laughs> now i will say for you know I, I mean we can get into the baby stuff but i i actually did find that like genuinely sad like with what happens like to the baby uh because yeah i mean it ba- you know basically dies right away because you know they leave it alone for a minute but since everything ages rapidly like you know if you uh you know if you like a babies can quickly die from neglect so just them you know just leave it alone for that little bit of time like two seconds <laughs> basically yeah. yeah it like just it passes away and and obviously like you know i'm coming uh at this as like a relatively new father but that i mean that really hit me like i was like wow this is like super sad <laughs> like yeah oh yeah uh, that that was really dark it's like you know mm-hmm. like the, the the parents of this child like are not prepared for no, I mean, no one's prepared for this, but like yeah, yeah. two, two six-year-olds especially are not prepared for like, the feelings of being a parent and then losing the child yeah. in the span of half an hour. Uh, you know, like, uh, it's all mm-hmm. really dark, which is why I, what I'm about to say is unintentionally funny. Might, might, <laughs> might, you may not agree with, but okay. <laughs> so other things happen and eventually, you know, the, the six-year-old, and I say six-year-old, but obviously he's not six anymore, but like just in, in mm-hmm. terms of keeping the character straight, Sexual boy goes up to the six-year-old girl who's from the other family, obviously, and she's holding her dead baby in like a a sheet. And one of the things that's been established at this point is that the the dead woman who like washed ashore, they they mm-hmm. lift up the the you know they've put over, her and she's just a skeleton. And it establishes mm-hmm. that even after death, like they're deteriorating as quick as mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking like. Is there anything left in in that in this like sheet that she's holding? Because like, it's been a, a little <laughs> sure. bit of time, and I'm wondering like what is she actually holding at this point? And it's you know it's the oh yeah yeah, and it's a sexual boy who's like okay, I think it's time to like put him to rest, and he takes takes the baby away from her, and as he's walking, it's basically you can hear like some crunching, and there's just like bone dust coming out of the sheet from the bottom yeah. of it, and like maybe this says a lot about me but, but i th- i thought this was unintentionally a little bit funny because it was so, just because it was so extremely dark like there's this thing where if you go sure, so yeah. far in the dark direction that you come around where okay this is so absurdly dark that it's just kind of funny now for sure yeah no i get yeah. that i mean like a, a lot of times laughter is like you know a common response when something is like uncomfortable and i i found it to be like extremely uncomfortable but oh yeah i mean yeah and it's i i do think it's sad but i also understand it is extremely like over the top and like very dark so yeah i I do get that there's like kind of a dark sense of humor (laughs) to it as well yeah i just like this is you know it kind of felt like they sat down planning this movie Shyamalan. i don't know if he wrote (laughs) himself let me have a quick peek I think it's based on a book. Oh yeah, no, it's based on a book. You're right. Uh, it's based on a novel called Sandcastle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to have written the screenplay himself. Well, yeah, well I'll, I'll, in this case, I'll direct it to the book writers then more than him. Mm-hmm. Um, like it kind of feels like, it's like okay, so if this was happening, what would be all the things that would come up? What, what are all the, mm-hmm. the the ideas that would would arise? And you know, 
it sets up that they're getting really desperate at this point. They've they've kind of worked out like how much they're going to age if even if they just spend like a night here. I think they mm-hmm. say that you know two days would be fifty years of of aging, and it's like okay, well that's bad because you're going to be dead in a couple of days then. Uh, <laughs> even the six year olds, but you know it's not going to take that long. You know they'll last an extra half day or something like that. But <laughs> that's about yeah. it. And it's like okay, so. It turns out, like, the reason why, like, the, the swimmer, like, washed back ashore is, like, just like going through the cave system, if they try and swim, like, around to another beach, they, they pass out in the water, and obviously they're drowning. And that happens to uh, the nurse character. He tries to swim away. He fails. Uh, then his wife is distraught with that, and she's freaking out. She dies via seizure. Although, they do not point out that she's not had a seizure like since she arrived. Like This is the first one she has, mm-hmm. and it's quite a bit of time into it, which is an important detail for the ending, because uh, mm-hmm. they bring it up. But, so, all this crazy stuff's happening, but, you know, like, one of the ideas they have is, like, well, what if one of us cl- climbs up the, the cliff face? Like, is that possible? Uh, and part of me's thinking... No, it's going to yeah, like, end well. <laughs> like, well, immediately I'm like, well, going walking through the system doesn't work. You pass out and you get dragged back out by other people um swimming if you could figure out the point of where you pass out if you run up to it and then kind of like jump like (laughs) could could you clear enough space so so when you do wake up you're okay i don't think so going back to the diving comparison Or rising up in the water like i I don't think you skipping part of it would help (laughs) it would probably just make it worse okay (laughs) sure they may just instantly kill you in that sense. <laughs> that's true that's true um, but like so you've established that leaving these two different methods both end the same way they end with you passing out and obviously passing out in the water is very dangerous because you'll probably drown and sure enough that's what's happened to at least two people so so it's actually it's, it's the mother of the the baby that died right the six-year-old girl who's now like 20 or whatever she yeah. starts just climbing out of like sheer desperation she can't help it anymore and she's climbing up this cliff face and at first like you know the yellow to come down but when she's so far it's like well maybe she can make it like maybe this is the one way we get out of here she can go get help and sure enough she gets like two-thirds of the way up and she just passes out Oof and falls to her death and yeah. it's pretty dark like it, it feels like a sort of you know thud stale i don't even know if there was an audible thud but it felt like there was one mm-hmm. with the way the yeah. characters reacted to it you know it's coming but still like when it happens you're like ah <laughs> yeah it, it has it does have that feeling like of like a cube or like uh any movie where it kind of feels like there's no hope for any of these characters like they're all they're mm-hmm. all ultimately going to die and that's not actually the case here a couple of them do make it out but they've, they've lost a lot of their lives like Oh yeah, you know they've, they've. I think at the end he says he's fifty, and he was six at the start of the movie, so he's, he's yeah. missed a lot of life. Like yeah. all of his best years, one might say, are, are gone. <laughs> Obviously, Rufus Soul uh, actually kills the rapper at one point. He stabs him, and that's where they like, they all sort of like have to team up and get the knife off of him, and they just kind of leave him on his own at that point because he's too dangerous. It's like we'll just leave him over there. That, that, that stuff's interesting enough. The, the, the thing I don't like so much is, is his young wife. I actually think her story <laughs> is a bit just weird and stupid where she kind of gets a hunchback and become like, I, I wouldn't say she looks older. She just looks more deranged as the movie goes she, on. So like she uh, earlier in the movie, when like when they're at the hotel, I believe she mentions that she has a calcium deficiency, mm. which I what it seems to be like in this island where she's getting older, 
I, I guess maybe if you don't have enough calcium, you basically turn into like this like herky jerky witch. <laughs> well, to, to to I think it's kind of like um to to compare it to Unbreakable, um, mm-hmm. you know. Samuel oh, Jackson's sure, sure. character, you know, his bones break really easily. I think as she gets older, uh, with, with a lack of calcium, obviously helping her, mm. she she's like her bones get very brittle. Um, but what happens is, is that much like the cuts, is that we get this scene in the film where she's she's basically just ram, ramming her limbs against rocks and she's breaking mm. her her bones, but they're actually healing and setting incorrectly, much like Connor's arm just did. <laughs> just to give you a comparison point. Um, his wasn't as you know out of place as these bones are because because yeah. <laughs> this is the thing when, when she's coming at them and the, the two kids in the dark and they're they've got like a match and she's kind of like this mm-hmm. witch like the contorting contorting sorry and like her arms and legs are all like sort of round their own ways and stuff it just kind of felt like this feels like it's going too far into like some sort of super schlocky kind of thing mm-hmm. where it doesn't it, this doesn't feel as related to the premise as everything else does. This feels like you're just sure. sort of going on a wild ride down this avenue. And yeah, that's it. no, I'll definitely agree. It doesn't really fit, or at least it doesn't really seem to kind of fit the rest uh, of the tone of the movie because this very much feels like we're almost going into like conjuring territory. Yes, like, <laughs> but uh, I'll be honest, I kind of liked it. Like, <laughs> it's like I liked how over the top and creepy it was trying to be, but I, I do agree though that yeah, it doesn't really feel that right for the film. Even, like, to the point where, yeah, like, the characters are, like, constantly lighting matches, uh, like, so they can see it. Like, you don't really need to do that. Just leave. Just be like, okay, sorry, we bothered you. We'll let you stay here. Like, let's go. But they are acting like, you know, she's a witch coming for their souls or something. Yeah. I mean, what's she going to do with her bones of this brittle anyway? Like, right, yeah. You'll win the fight. I'm pretty yeah. confident you're going to, like, be able to, like, fight her off. It's, uh... She's a calcium vampire. <laughs> Was it like a vampire who just go, like goes after cows or something? Yeah, instead of <laughs> instead like instead of sucking your blood, she sucks your calcium. <laughs> All right, okay. Going back to what we do in the shadows, then you get Colin Robinson's an energy vampire, yeah. <laughs> and then she's a calcium vampire. Sure, uh, makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that was the one that I kind of felt went down like a weird, weird role. Uh, it's it's around this point in the movie where like uh you know the, the dad he starts to like lose his vision a little bit he's got you know, these glasses but obviously mm-hmm. he can't get any the mum who's healed from her tumor <laughs> one of her her ears has started to go so she only hears it on one side mm-hmm. now and it's like okay so they're getting older now they're getting a bit more wrinkly basically rough as soul ends up like getting his knife back and the sort of attack it's a really well shot scene honestly um and it's, it's quite horrific because he's coming at them and then and it's dark at this point they're by a, a little fire they've made on the beach and he keeps slashing at the dad's arms but they keep healing but obviously still get feeling the pain like they're, they're still it's still mm-hmm. this horrible experience and then the wife tries to shield him with her back and she gets slashed a bunch in the back and it's this really sad thing and the mum wins because they set this they set this up earlier in the movie because the kids when they first arrive they find this little sort of pit of like things and it's got like uh, you know uh, some old stuff like and what, hotel keys and yeah stuff. and one of the things they find is like a, like an old hotel fork and they say hey mom look at this fork mm-hmm. and the mom looks at it and goes oh that's rusty don't touch that because you may get infected because mm-hmm. uh, it's been you know there for a long time and this is you know, basically the, the mom goes and gets one of these things and intentionally stabs rough as with it mm-hmm. the idea being that he gets infected and we, because it's all rapid 
you can see it spread throughout his body and he dies it's, it's a pretty gnarly death yeah uh, yeah but using her expertise so i mean that's yeah that's something <laughs> rusty forks are expert expertise well i was going to say she she knows a lot about rust because she's a museum creator and oh, that's true yeah yeah, yeah I, 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 it wasn't just a silly comment i, I thought i was actually onto something but so that, yeah there's someone yeah. there it uh, is funny uh, how like this group of like random people like all just happen to like i don't know, have like little jobs or quirks that are end up being useful or have like some type of knowledge about the aging process <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's just a movie thing, really. I mean, I mean they're right, not completely right. random in the sense that they've been picked by. Well, all right, but, right, right, but, but they weren't picked for their jobs, though. They were picked for their their various medical yeah. conditions. It would have been a boring movie if it was like, I uh, just like me and my friends. On the beach. <laughs> just be like, hey guys, I think this beach is making us old. Oh, why is it doing that? I don't know. Then you'd all try and leave and you'd all die together, yeah. That's basically what yeah. the, the privacy <laughs> of the movie would be, yeah. Uh, and, you know, because the, the parents, they've, they've kind of bickered a little bit here and there. We find out the mum was cheating on the, the the dad at one point. But they, they kind of have this sweet ending where they're both sort of, like, dying, growing old and dying together, where they kind of say mm-hmm. they don't care about anything anymore. They don't even remember yeah. why they wanted to leave the beach. They're just forgetting things now. And it's kind of this sweet ending. Obviously, I think, if you're going to say this movie has any kind of message, it's like... You know, even if things feel like they're going quick, you know, try and enjoy each moment for what they are, yeah. and you know that mm-hmm. that general sentiment's there. Like, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so it's kind of sweet. And then, yeah, the only people who survive today too are the the two kids who, when they wake up, in the morning, or you know, we see them for the first time in the morning. Now it's you know a middle aged man and a middle aged woman, mm-hmm. and they're basically just like accepting that they're they're going to die here, maybe about mm-hmm. twelve hours from now. And let's just build a sandcastle because screw it. <laughs> <laughs> screw it. But the big plot beat, though, that we, we glossed over is that they, in like all the old stuff, they found like a diary, like a journal of like mm. some scientist or something who came here and was studying it and talks about how there's minerals here that are doing this to people. But they basically deducted from it that maybe if you had like a metal shielding, maybe you could leave, it would like protect you from the, the, the blacking out. And like, yeah, but how do we do that? There's like nothing here. It's a beach. And so it's like, okay, well, I guess we can't. But it turns out <laughs> that the friend that the, the kid made at the start, the, the nephew of the guy who runs the co- the, the, the resort, uh, like he sent him like a coded message that he finally said, oh yeah, I never, I never decoded that message. And it's, and it's like, okay, we're late in the movie. This is going to be important. Like whatever this is, it's going to give them some sort of big hint. And the message is my uncle doesn't like the corral. And they basically deduce that maybe that corral is a natural shield. And maybe if they swim through that, they'll get like through the barrier and they'll be able to get to safety and live. And we get this big sequence where they go out and swim. It seems like they're trapped in the corral for a moment because she gets her, her shirt caught. And then it cuts to M. Night Shyamalan, who's the mysterious one who's been watching from a distance the whole movie. And he watches for a minute, but they don't come out. So he's like, well, they drowned. And calls it <laughs> in. And... So obviously, I, I I was expecting them to like reveal, no, no, the two of them did survive somehow and mm-hmm. maybe set up that this is going to lead to something. Like one of the characters... <laughs> yeah, maybe. One of the characters <laughs> they talked to at the start was a police officer, so they kind of go to him at the end. Oh, that's right, yeah. And like, hey, look at this journal. It's got a bunch of names written down and the cop that looks into it and it's a bunch of missing people. 
but like mm. th- this entire section of the movie though like most of it i think like just like takes away the mystery because we follow M- sure. we follow m night back to like a lab and mm. we find out explicitly that what they're doing here is that they're what they feed and give the guests to drink when they arrive is like experimental medication and they're seeing mm. if it works for their conditions like in a, in a rapid amount of time they can they can tell in one day if anything works and this is like trial number 73 or something like that and they're actually excited to announce that for the first time something's worked because the woman who had seizures <laughs> went you know most of the day without having any seizures so yeah they, they actually had a, a successful thing uh so they're like okay the, the sacrifices but we're here to like save lives millions of lives so these people are guinea pigs and this is like you know what it is and I'm like, okay, this feels like it maybe over-explained it a bit, but... It, I mean, it just feels so strange because, you know, like, the whole movie has been, like, you know, these people kind of fighting this force of nature, but mm. then, like, all of a sudden now it's, like, you know, people versus, like, this big corporate evil corporation. And now, and, now there's a human villain, or there's yeah. human villains, <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of weird to shift to that, because, like, before it is this, like you say, force of nature, this mysterious force that's that's doing this... Uh, it it kind of robs it of the mystery, and I think yeah. it, it it goes even further with that though. I think it gives you too much of a resolution to the characters because absolutely, yeah. like I I could have been okay with them like you know walking up to the the the, the kid right and showing him the mm-hmm. the decoder message thing and it cutting there right that would have been an okay place mm-hmm. to cut it so the kid would realize this is his friend grown up and that he saved his life cut there. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's this last scene in a helicopter where they're with the police <laughs> officer and they just, like, like, why are you flying over this beach in a helicopter for a start? Mm-hmm. And the, the policeman's just, like, asking them questions, like, oh, so you're going to meet your aunt at the airport when you get back to uh, the US? And he's like, yeah, how's she taking it? Ah, oh, well, you know, how would you feel if your six-year-old nephew, like, phoned as a 50-year-old man? And... <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you're just over-explaining like what their lives are going to be now. Like, just yeah. let it let it be ambiguous. Like, just cut. You don't have to tell us like that he's going to go live with his aunt. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, <laughs> it just it felt too in a bowl. Like, he has to over-explain everything. And maybe that's because people have complained about previous M Night movies that he wanted to just completely, sure. you know, dot the T's or sorry, dot the I's <laughs> across all the T's. Yeah. But it just it felt like like the last ten minutes did kind of suck a lot of the mystery out of the movie. Unfortunately. Yeah, like, I mean, all this stuff, like, in theory, like, like, I don't think it's a bad explanation for, you know, why they were brought mm. to the island and, and like, whatever, like, yeah, I guess it's nice to see some justice being done and seeing, like, you know, those people getting arrested and, you know, that kind of stuff, like, that stuff is fine, but, yeah, it, it shouldn't be, like, the last 10 minutes of a movie that had, like, nothing to do with it like earlier like yeah. yeah like you said it just feels tacked on and a little too <laughs> unnecessary you know it feels like a movie that was basking in the mystery and i, I think just mm-hmm. like watching m night like watched for them drowning like pack you know put his camera down and maybe just like hear him say something like uh test 73 is done and leave it there and that would give you the idea that there's people testing like people sure. t- testing yeah. these people and then i think from there like okay so they've all got medical conditions you know maybe they're they're testing something with medicine or, or something you know like from there you could let it be like a theorizing thing that's not completely spelled out but the movie just like completely just here's everything Here, here's here's the bad guys getting their comeuppance because now the police are onto it and they're going to investigate it like it's like okay i guess like i don't know i, I just didn't need all of that like yeah. i yeah I, I totally agree and what so what's going on with that kid's uh 
uncle or whatever like is he just always walking around going like oh i hate that coral Ugh, i hate that coral Ugh, i hate it so much well there's uh, a there's a line on the phone to m night where he says you know and it says the, the one who got out last year through the coral mm. still drowned afterwards yeah. Uh, so presumably there's been this one incident where someone actually, maybe just by luck, got out to the coral, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it like, I, I guess he complained. Maybe maybe, maybe mm-hmm. the kid overheard him say something like, "Well, we just better hope they don't figure out that 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 coral thing." Like, you know, yeah. You know. <laughs> and it seems like just like a weird thing for the kid to latch onto. Like, I mean, it it's like a whatever minor nitpick, but it's just something that kind of stuck out to me. Like, uh, I guess of all the messages, that's kind of weird. Unless like the kid knew like. Oh no, he's going to that island where the only way out is the coral. I better warn him, whatever. Um, and then the other thing is the... I also could have done without the... Like, it already kind of feels suspenseful going through the coral and, you know, having M. Night up there and stuff. Like, I didn't also need, like, the shirt getting caught mm. on it. Especially because it seemed, like, very easy to get out of, like... I mean, I'm sure you're a little more panicky when you're swimming and stuff, but it, it's not like she was wearing, like, a tight binding piece of clothing. Like, it seemed like you really could have just easily slipped out of the shirt. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you know, coral is pretty, um, you know, tough. I'm sure you could have just ripped it off uh, <laughs> instead of, like, they ma- it made it seem like there's no way I can go on. This tiny piece of fabric is just attached to this <laughs> coral, yeah, and it, yeah even when it was way to do a flashback to how they survived by showing that they had like a little air pocket like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like you didn't need to tell me this like this you know i could have just assumed there was something with this uh it, it really overly explained everything at the end in yeah. a weird way that i i do think hurts the ending but luckily i don't think it takes away from the fun of all the, the discovery of everything throughout the movie sure mm-hmm. uh i i just i would have like really held back on a lot of the ending stuff and just like no nah, this is too much just yeah you know show that they survive mm-hmm. maybe have a moment where they reunite with the kid that saved their life because there is a nice sentiment there mm-hmm. that this kid's innocent and like knows that his uncle's doing something wrong regardless of what the yeah. the reasons are um because I did do it's funny you compared you made a lost joke at the start of this but I do, they do kind of like tease that there's this company that runs this place that is doing all this testing and I'm like this is a little Dharma initiative in a way <laughs> like, yeah uh, oh, sure yeah a little bit a little bit <clears throat> so yeah uh, but like this uh, yeah that's fun though <laughs> but you know for, for all, all, all the oh, yeah, critiques it's... I'm having about the ending and you know maybe one or two character plot lines like I I generally was having a good bit of fun and enjoyed how it was directed and how it was revealing and hiding some of the the faces how it was getting the idea of the frenzied tension across where one person's trying to talk reason but the camera's like you know darting around to all the people like saying different things i i I agree i I think it's a generally a good movie and uh not perfect by any stretch um but i mean this is definitely I, I, maybe people will say that it's not very hard, but I mean, this is in the higher, you know, end of uh, Shyamalan for me. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it's not top three, but, but sure. But, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, or even top four, even. But yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's easily better than the happening and the visit. So I mean, give it points for there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, haven't seen Last Airbender or After Earth. I am not making any comments on those movies with that statement. <laughs> um, but hey. Uh, uh, the uh, all right, million dollar question though. Mm-hmm. If someone offered you a million dollars to go to that beach, would you do it? 
What's the point of getting a million dollars if I'm going to be dead? <laughs> Would you rather die a millionaire or? But there's no uh, point of being a millionaire if I don't get spent. What am I going to do at the beach with a million dollars? <laughs> All right, so you answered no. The answer is definitely no, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they said, would you send Tim to that beach for a million dollars? I'd say yes. <laughs> Ship him off. <laughs> uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I suppose I suppose we're uh, movie rating. Were you gonna say we're out of time? No, no, no I was gonna say we're, we're on a movie rating time. Uh, so, Tammy, what are you going to rate old out of ten? I'm uh, I don't know why I was trying to think of like a clever way to uh to say it, but uh, I'll just give my score, which is a, a seven. I think it's uh, I think it's it's good it's um you know it, it's weird to say because uh i was gonna say it's a fun movie but it is kind of dark but i mean there's mm. definitely like schlocky over the top moments that uh make it, it fun it's that weird thing like, like i've said about the baby thing it's just, it's just it's so dark that it does kind of like come back around into schlocky again yeah uh it's, it's hard to explain but definitely that's what i was feeling as i was watching it like m night is very interesting like i do wonder how like self-aware of stuff he is sometimes like because mm. it definitely i don't know there's definitely stuff that feels like all right are you trying to be serious here or do you kind of are you kind of in on the joke a little bit you know and i'm not saying like all of his stuff is like goofy bad uh you know i think some of his stuff is you know generally good and affecting and you know like we were saying before i i actually i would say he's a pretty talented director i mean yeah, I mean, he's made bad movies, but like, you know, again, like in this movie, like the, the camera work and stuff is just like, I, you know, it's very good. And <clears throat> I think especially in a day and age where I don't know, I, I feel like we're kind of losing that with a, a, a lot, lot of mainst- these. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I watched Eternals last week, Tim. And <laughs> it's not a great movie. It's really messy. I wouldn't say I liked it. Mm-hmm. I would say it's pretty mixed bag, but I will say Me this. Too. It looked like a movie, unlike a lot of are all the sure. Marvel movies <laughs> it actually look like a film? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, I, you know, I'll give it that. But like it, it, it just it kind of it stuck out to me just how much of a, a a basic TV show so many of those Marvel movies look like these days. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like the, I mean, I like most, you know, Marvel movies, but like, I don't know, I, I, I do agree though that they're like. I, I, I mean, you know, get into a big debate about it, but it I, 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 you don't like them for the direction, uh, you know, the visual right, style. Yeah, like they, you know, like, uh, like they, they do feel like you know, popcorn roller coaster rides a lot of the time, which is totally fine because that's sometimes that's what you're in the mood for. But yeah, the, the I don't know these people that like <laughs> they act like they're the highest form of art. Yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah i mean joe was also a roller coaster movie popcorn at jurassic park and that is exceptionally well directed yeah, sure. so you know you can yeah. you can have you can have the good direction on top of the the roller coaster ride like you absolutely can uh so yeah. my my rating of, of old is actually you know this is one of these weird things where i feel like you know how, like when women live together like their their cycles can line up <laughs> I feel like yeah. we've been podcasting and reviewing horror movies together for too long, Timmy, <laughs> that uh, I feel that we uh, are too in sync because I was thinking seven for mm. this as well. 
It's true. Against all odds, the Shyamalan's <laughs> whipped out a seven hours, and I am very impressed. Uh, so I'm going to answer the mystery because I, I was expecting the movie to tell me by the end. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think it ever came up though what the movie was that starred Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. Yeah, uh, the the only thing I kept thinking of, which I'm, I know this is wrong, but I, I like Easy Rider was the thing that kept coming in yeah. my head. But that's no, I, what I, Peter Fonda. And- yeah, I googled it. I just googled movie. Uh, clearly, other people have googled this because it, it, they all fell like <laughs> gave it to me. Uh, but the movie's called The Missouri Breaks from 1976. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. All right. I, yeah, yeah, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's about uh, someone tracking down a horse thief. It's a western. So. Ooh. Horses. <laughs> <laughs> you try to think about how if, if the themes relate to this movie. I, I don't know if there is. Maybe if you watch it, you'll see something. But uh... oh, uh, one thing actually, I was uh, gonna try to remember to mention because I was talking about this with a friend, and he brought up a really good point. But uh, this movie also feels like pretty timely. Like, and you know, like when you think about like what's been going on the last couple of years and it, it kind of feels like, you know, we've been stuck in this or, you know, at least a lot of people like, you know, we've been kind of stuck in this one place, like just getting older and I don't mm-hmm. know, it, it feels kind of timely. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, in that like there's, there's a conversation where the kids are saying we never got to go to prom. We never got to exp- mm-hmm. have all these memories that most people have when they're kids growing up. We just yeah. didn't get that. And if you think about it, yeah, a lot of school kids these last two years, like probably missed out on a lot of normal things that, everyone else who went through school did and will do again in the future hopefully at some point (laughs) Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's interesting you know just uh, interesting randy quaid's also in this movie what i know (laughs) okay like it's just like a background person or something no he's he's third on the list he's like next it's marlon brando jack nicholson randy quaid oh, i thought you were talking about old i was like wait what like, no 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 in uh, the western <laughs> okay okay i don't know randy quaid, quaid was acting in the 70s this is jeez. Oh, this is well, harry dean stanton's also in it but yeah, i mean i expect him to be in movies then because he's he was ancient mm-hmm. uh when he passed away he was in his 90s uh oh, but R.I.P. oh yeah oh yeah wonderful actor uh mm-hmm. but yeah so but but a trivia the missouri breaks is the movie that uh the doctor was mm-hmm. talking about Mm-hmm. Who's try to remember? So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I guess that that about does it. Uh, that has been screams after midnight. So uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the for the month. So thank you to Tyler Hess. Are you gonna do it in like an old voice? Thank you to Tyler <laughs> Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Board Now, Christopher Moy. David Brown and Al Tribesman. <laughs> For some reason, your old voice just sounds like a like German vampire. <laughs> I don't know how to do an old voice. Thank you. He's kind of got to tremble a lot. <laughs> oh, you darn kids. Oh, Tyler Hess, get off my lawn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, so yeah so you can support us over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as a dollar per month and get some bonuses or as high as a hundred dollars a month I mean there's no limit really you could you, you technically thousand I mean there's nothing you, I'm not going to give you anything extra for it but you could technically could be 
put in 10,000 a month if you really want to. I mean, if you put in 10,000 in a month, you can have my job. <laughs> <laughs> you can host screams. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is like a limit where Patreon will say, no, 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 this is, this is like scandalous amounts. No, we're not letting you do that. But it's like when like the mafia needs to launder money. <laughs> like, but yeah, like you can put in a custom amount. You can say like, I'm picking this reward tier, but you can then say, but I'm going to give 72 a month for some, you know, if, if for some reason you wanted to, you could. I, how about this? How about this uh, for a pitch for a movie? Uh, there's this crime family who has all this money, but they need to launder it. So they have like <laughs> the nephew like makes a podcast, but like he gets really into it. <laughs> so they just give him it all on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Funny. Funny. Uh, something to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so some dodgy GoFundMe's maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no. So good supporters. Uh, I shouldn't uh, say that because now people are gonna start investigating our Patreon. Especially since uh, the bonus episodes for Screams After Midnight are back. We did our first one back in a long time in January. Uh, Werewolves Within and we'll have another one for you next month. And we're also doing even more streams, which is kind of just a sort of casual <laughs> catch-up show uh, at least once a month. So you can go check out that too. So uh, you get that for a dollar a month on Patreon and obviously you get other stuff at higher tiers. And So go have a look. Uh, you can also support us by liking, subscribing, dinging the bell for notifications, all that stuff on YouTube, rating us five stars with a review on your podcast uh, app of choice, iTunes, whatever it is. Um, so go, go and do any and all those things. Get us on Twitter, at Screams Midnight for, for channel updates and random shenanigans. Uh, I'm going to make Tim pose for the thumbnail. So... <laughs> I guess try and be old. <laughs> Three, two, one, pause. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> not bad, not bad. That is that is that is about us then. Um so thank you very much for watching uh Screams After Midnight or listening. My birthday is coming up soon, so I will be older. True, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm in May, so I'm not that far behind. You're in March, that we said. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. All right. So thank you very much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. Uh, and we'll. Th- my cadence was all wrong there. I was like, well, why am I? Why does it not sound like I'm about to say my final line? Because I'm, uh, I just uh, I sound wrong. Yes. Keep watching scary movies, guys. We'll see you next time. We're out.